and be still and know that I am God. Thank you, Jesus. Ashanda ni bekesu mama. Ele bekosana yamakatsu te. Si abonga baboy moi. Si abonga baboy moi. Wow, what a prayer. Oh, shende bekete bekete. Thank you, leaders, for putting together such a powerful prayer meeting. As always, we come together. Wednesday evenings are prayer evenings. Amen. If you're joining us live tonight, I appreciate you from your home. Thank you so much for joining us as we study prayer, especially as far as Christ has taught us what the Lord has laid before us as an example for prayer. We studied a few weeks ago what the Lord Jesus did about prayer. And now we are studying what he said about prayer. And I welcome you tonight as we study the word of God for the next 20 minutes. And last week we spoke about, number one, effective praying. Somebody say effective praying. He says, when you pray, you shall not be like hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in synagogues on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. And we taught uh, extensively last week that prayer must never be about showing off. It must never be about men seeing us. Therefore, God, the Bible says, God weighs the spirits. God weighs spirits. He weighs a spirit. Every time you approach God, he weighs your spirit. That's why the Bible says in John chapter 4, 23, that, that the time is coming and now is the time when true worshipers shall worship my Father in spirit and in truth. For God is spirit and they that worship him, they that worship him must worship him in truth and in spirit. Truth is very important and spirit is very important when you pray. So it's not about doing it. It's also about doing it genuinely. If you're not genuine, forget it. You're wasting your time. Prayer has to be genuine. And prayer is about getting results. That's why it says they have received their reward. In other words, everyone who prays looks for results. Looks for results. It may not be a result that says I must get a car. It also is a result of fellowship. When I pray not looking for anything, I'm looking for God. 
And I must, I must reap God in my prayer. I must harvest God. My fellowship with him improves in my prayer life. Is somebody with me? Therefore, prayer is about getting God's attention. Imagine when you are praying and God is not listening. What a waste of time. When only your walls are listening to you or no one is listening or missing the target. James put it very well when he says you pray amiss. Somebody say pray amiss. In other words, it's possible to pray, but God is not paying attention. God is not paying attention. Is you're praying amiss. So Jesus teaches us that we must pray effectively by watching out for two things. Number one, praying that men may see us. He says, go into a room, close the door behind you, and then you begin to pray your father who is found in secret, and he will then reward you where? In public, by praying in truth and in spirit. Pastor, are you saying when we pray in public, God is not hearing us. No. God is not saying that when we pray in public, he will not hear us. But he's talking about how do we develop our personal prayer life. It must not be about showing off. However, there is the gathering of saints, which you're going to teach later about when he says, my house shall be called a house of prayer. That's corporate praying. Amen. But also, pastor, how about pastors who are praying on social media? Are they, are they not showing off? Are they getting results? I love what Jesus, Jesus did, I think it's in Luke 11, where the Bible says he was praying in a certain place, and the disciples heard him, and they say, Master, teach us how to pray. So Jesus, as you see in Mark 1.35, he was praying in a secret place as it was his custom to wake up early in the morning and go and pray in a solitary place. But it is not the only type of praying Jesus did. He also prayed in the midst of them. That's why the Bible says the disciples heard him pray and they said, teach us how to pray. Is somebody hearing me? And therefore, as a leader, you have a responsibility to teach others how to pray. So your prayer life cannot always be a private matter. There are times when we pray not only to touch the heart of God, but also to mobilize people to pray. I love what Bishop Musa Sono does every morning. God bless you, men of God. The work that he's doing every morning, leading mass prayers on social media. You see 1.3, 1.7, sometimes a lot of people joining in live, and he prays live. And Pastor, are you saying, is God not listening, or is God listening to those kind of prayers? Yes, God is listening. Like I'm saying, there is an as aspect of leadership in us that says we need to mobilize you to pray. As we are speaking to God, we are also mobilizing you to pray. Is somebody hearing me? So you would see some of us praying in social media space, not necessarily to attract the attention of men, but to touch the heart of God whilst mobilizing, because that's the role of leadership. Is somebody hearing me tonight? And then the second aspect of effective praying Jesus addresses, he says, do not use vain repetitions. Somebody say vain repetitions. Pastor, are you saying that when we pray, we must not repeat one single word? We must pray continuously looking for fresh words. That's not what Jesus is saying again. He says vain repetitions. He didn't say repetitions. He says vain repetitions. He didn't just say repetitions. You can pray one word in prayer the whole two hours and be effective. As long as that word is spirit-inspired and word-based. 
There are times when the spirit of God will move you to say Jesus for two hours and nothing else. All you're saying, Jesus, 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 for two hours. But as long as that is influenced and pushed by the spirit, because there are times when your prayer life switches from you being the one who's praying to a level where the spirit of God begins to pray through you. Until you cannot stop praying, don't stop praying. I wrote the other day, pray until you can't stop praying. Do you hear that statement? Pray until you can't stop praying. In other words, pray until the spirit of God takes over. To a point where you can feel it's no more me. Pray to a point where it must be difficult to leave your prayer closet than it was when you came in. Pray to a point where God begins to take over your prayer life. And he prays through you. Is somebody hearing me? So therefore, when he speaks about vain repetitions, he's not necessarily saying, do not repeat words. He's talking about praying things that are vain and repeating them, hoping God will hear you. You must always be consistent with the word of God. And secondly, Jesus spoke about endurance and consistency in Luke chapter 18 when he gave a parable saying, men ought always to pray and not faint. And we spoke about how important it is that you must pray consistently. And number two, you must pray without giving up. Amen, somebody. Pray without ceasing. Tonight, I just want to quickly look into prayer and faith. Prayer and faith. Somebody say prayer and faith. Mark eleven twenty four. prayer and faith. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. I want to repeat that verse. Jesus says, therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Your prayer life must be fueled by faith. You must have faith in your prayer life. He says, when you pray, you must believe that you have received. Before you even receive, you must believe that you have received. You must believe that you have received. You must believe that you have received. Don't believe that you will receive. Believe that you have received. When you leave the prayer closet, you must say, Father, I thank you for my house. I thank you for providing all my needs. Thank you that it is done in Jesus' name as Jesus has said. And I believe that what I pray. Do not continuously say, Father, I still believe that you will. Father, I still believe that you will. When you begin to speak like that, you are someone who does not understand the protocol of prayer. According to what Jesus says, the prayer of faith. Prayer must be a prayer of faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And they that come to him, where? In prayer. Because you don't come to him outside prayer. He that comes, that's Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. For without faith, it is impossible to what? Please God. And he who comes to him, you cannot come to him except through prayer, right? So therefore, he says, they that pray, he who comes to him must know that he is and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You are diligent. In your seeking of him. And therefore Jesus says here, what things soever you desire. What things soever you desire. And therefore tonight we are teaching you that you are allowed in prayer to bring your desires with. You are allowed in prayer to express your desires to God. 
By the way, if I was teach even further, I want to say tonight that one of the most important moments you have in life is a prayer closet time. Because in that closet, you can change your destiny. In that closet, you can change your circumstances. In that closet, you can change your life. You have power in your mouth. The Bible says, come unto the Lord with your desires. And what, oh, I love what Jesus says. He says, whatsoever things, whatsoever. Somebody say, whatsoever. Whatsoever. My pastor used to teach so many years ago. And he would say, whatsoever means an open check. It means anything, anything within the will of God, of course. Because James says, we must never pray amiss. Therefore, anything we desire that is within the will of God, whatsoever it is. And it's important, that part, whatsoever, within the will of God, amen. Because when you pray amiss, God will not honor your request if it's against his will. For he has exalted his word above all his name. Therefore, before you call his name, check his word first. Whatever you request and place before him, his name will never work for you until you have honored his word. Therefore, when you speak within the word of God, God will begin to do whatsoever things you desire. That's why I like the scripture in Psalm 37 when it says, Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And we talked last year that it has two meanings. Number one, it means, number one, that God will give you. Somebody say, God will give you. He will give you whatever things you desire, the desires of your heart. But the second version of that verse, he actually says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will place within you the rightful desires of your heart. He will cause you to desire right. He will make you to desire things that you need and not things that you want. To desire things that will propel you to your future and not destroy you. Therefore, God realigns even our desires. But Jesus says, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. You shall have them. By believing that you receive them, you shall have them. Is somebody hearing me? Therefore, faith is very crucial in our prayer lives. When you pray, you must pray by faith. You must pray and not doubt in your heart. You must pray and not doubt in your heart. You must pray and not doubt in your heart. Where do I get that? Let's go to James. I love James. James chapter 1 verse 5. He says, and if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of the Lord. Alright? If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of the Lord who will freely give unto him without reproach, without reprimanding him. God will grant him that wisdom. For God is, is a cheerful giver when it comes to that area. But I like verse 6, which is my focus, all right? He says it will be given unto him. But verse 6 begins to qualify that person who is praying for wisdom, what he must do. He says, but let him ask in faith. Woo! Let him ask where? In faith, without doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. He who doubts is unstable in all his ways. 
He's driven by the winds and he is like a wave. He was one moment here and the mo next moment he's over there and the next moment he's over there and the next moment he's over here and the next moment he's high and the next moment he's low. God requires you to be a person of faith and you must never doubt but you must believe in your prayers. Be a man of faith. If you have faith, you will have whatsoever things you desire. I like what James says. He says, let that man suppose that he will, let that man not, let, let not, let me repeat it, let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Don't even think of it. Let that man never suppose, let that man never even think that he will receive Anything. Look at that word. Somebody say anything. He's no more even talking about wisdom only. He says now anything. Like Jesus says whatsoever things. Anything is whatsoever things you desire. You see the scriptures coming together. Let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. The currency of heaven is faith. Without faith don't even begin to engage heaven. Heaven operates by faith. Oh, I love the, the scripture, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. For faith, now faith, somebody say, now faith, is a substance of things hopeful and the evidence of things not seen. I like the way he puts it. He says, it is the substance of things hopeful. In other words, if you were, you were to ask me to show you the things that I'm hoping for, I will show you my faith. If I show you my faith, I have the thing. The Bible says faith is a substance. Faith is tangible. Faith it is something that you can even touch. It is a substance. And the Bible says it is a substance of the things that we hope for. In other words, if I have faith for my house, I have the house according to heaven. If I have faith for my breakthrough, I have my breakthrough according to heaven. Faith is a currency. I can exchange my faith for the real thing that I'm believing God for. And therefore, when I pray, I must learn to pray by faith and not doubt, but believe in my heart. When I walk out of that door, I walk out as someone who has confidence, knowing that God will perform everything I've said in prayer. As long as I prayed according to the will of God. As long as I prayed within the will of God. Is somebody hearing me tonight? And the fourth part that Jesus teaches us as I continue is asking in his name. Somebody say, ask in his name. That's number four. Ask in his name. He teaches us that when we pray, we must pray in his name. So number three, we must pray in faith. Number four, we must pray in his name. We must pray in his name. John chapter 14, verse 13 to 14 and whatsoever things you ask, whatsoever. Somebody say whatsoever. Isn't God generous? This word whatsoever and whosoever is the most common word in your Bible. Especially in the teachings of Jesus. Whosoever, whatsoever. Whosoever, whatsoever. Whosoever, whatsoever. In other words, it's an open check. It's a blank check. You can write anything on it. Alright? Now, and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name is a husband a whatsoever. Is a car a whatsoever. Is a house a whatsoever. Is, is a job promotion a whatsoever. He says whatsoever you ask in my name that I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. 
If ye ask, if ye shall ask anything in my name, I'll do it, Jesus says. If ye shall ask anything in my name, Jesus says, I'll do it. He says, he says, you must do some name dropping in your prayer life. You must do some name dropping. You understand the name dropping concept. When you want to get certain things in higher powers, you begin to mention that your mom is related to the president. The president is your uncle. And, and you are actually from the same household. And they begin to look at you differently. You're, you're what? Name dropping. And sometimes you could be name dropping by claiming it's not even close to you. And then people begin to believe you. But this is what Jesus is saying, that in our prayer life we must use the skill of name dropping. We, we approach heaven as if it was Jesus himself approaching heaven. Oh, come on, somebody. He says, he says, approach the Father in my name, not in your name. Because my name and your name means nothing in heaven. But when we begin to come in his name, heaven, oh, I love that scripture. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, he says, therefore being found in appearance as a man, Jesus humbled himself and, and became a man like all of us and became even obedient even unto death on the cross. Therefore God has highly, not just exalted him, but highly exalted him and gave him a name that is above every name. That at that name, the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Listen to this part. Of things in heaven, of things on earth and things under the earth. That is not just a name. When you arrive in heaven and say Jesus, it's a name that heaven recognizes. When you arrive in hell and say Jesus, it's a name that even demons in hell can recognize. When you walk around the earth, they even celebrate Christmas whether they like it or not because of the name, the name of Jesus. The name that's above every name. Demons tremble when you call on that name. Even in your sleep, when you say Jesus, they let go of you. There is power in the name. He says, therefore, when you pray, come in my name. Don't come in your accolades. Don't come in your own abilities. Don't come in the name of the things that you have achieved. Don't even mention your tithes and your offerings. Come in my name. I am the ultimate sacrifice that you can ever know about. I have paid it all for you. You come in my name. The Father will recognize you when you come in my name. It is almost as if it is Jesus who is looking for that husband. But it is you. It is because you are coming in his name. He says, I will do it for you. He says, I will do it for you. It's amazing. These two scriptures tend to contradict each other. The first one that I mentioned, he says, I will personally do it for you. I won't even wait for the father. He says, I will do it for you. But if you look at John 16, he begins to say, and in that day, John 16, 23, 24, John 16, 23, 24, I have two minutes. And in that day, you shall ask me nothing. In that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever. Ooh, there's that word again. Whatsoever. Years ago. Mighty whatsoever means whatsoever. I want you to get it tonight. Whatsoever means whatsoever. I say whatsoever means whatsoever. God has no limits. 
You, you mention it, he says, I can provide for you. You say it, he says, I can do it for you. You dream it, he says, that's not. Oh, I love what Paul says in Ephesians 3.20. He says, what, what, what does that scripture say? Unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all. Look at those words. Exceedingly, abundantly, above, and then all that we can ever think. Ask. No, he says, first ask. Or even imagine. There is no limit unto our God. His power is limitless. As a matter of fact, it is us who are limiting him. It is us who are stopping his ability. God wants to do great and mighty works in your life. If you knew he is ready for you. The day you arrive in heaven, you'll be shocked by the number of mansions that you should have slept in. By the number of cars that you should have driven. You limited his ability. God says whatsoever. And when Osa it's not recognized. Because our God speaks about exceedingly, abundantly, above all. His name is El Shaddai, not a, a, a stingy God. He is El Shaddai, El Shaddai, God of more than enough. He doesn't just give you what you need. He gives you more than what you need. He is God of more than enough. Stop being so small-minded in your prayer life. God wants to feed nations through you. God wants to feed families through you. You are still praying for that one car. God wants to have 20 of them. And one of them, you serve communities with them. You serve nations. God is even done with cars. He wants you to have jets. He wants you to own all these things in his name. He is unlimited. He can do great and mighty works. He says, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. He will give it to you. That's not me, it's Jesus. He says, as long as you do that in my name, he will give it to you. He says, up to now, hitherto, have you asked nothing in my name? Hitherto, 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 you have not asked anything in my name. You have not. He says, no, you have not. You have not. So, so far, whatever you thought you were asking, it's nothing. Up to now, you really have not asked. You are yet to scratch the surface of what God can do in your life. Up to now. Somebody say, hitherto. Up to now. You still haven't asked. You still haven't asked. You, you, you are children out there are enjoying life. What the Father has provided for them. You have not yet asked. He says, hitherto you have not asked. Whatever you've been asking is nothing. It's nothing. You've got to start asking. And ask big. Believe big. God can do bigger than you ever thought. He says, ask. And ye shall receive, that your joy may be full, that your joy may be fulfilled. God wants to fill you up with his joy. God wants to fulfill your dreams. God wants to grant you the desires of your heart. Bring it in prayer. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid to make what we call bold prayers. And see what this God in heaven can ever do. I am a living testimony and I know what this God can do if you believe in him and never doubt his word and stand in prayer like a crazy man and be crazy and speak things that don't even look real. But it's a matter of time before your dreams become reality.
before your craziness, heaven begins to stamp on it and say, you've been praying the word and the word has to be fulfilled. Believe God in your prayer life. What is it that is so deep in your heart? Tonight is about your desire. He says, whatsoever things you desire. What are those desires? Have you, have you brought them to the feet of Jesus? Have you stood on the word of God? Have you begun to engage heaven about your desires? Because God says, I will grant you the desires of your heart. It doesn't matter how big they are. Nothing is ever big for him. He's bigger than anything. He's Lord of Lords. He is Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He has been there before anything was there. He can do. Nothing is too hard for him. The Bible says, is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I'll never forget God challenging me two years ago. When I thought I have achieved, when I thought I had made it, he said, you have not seen my power. And, and a woman was preaching in church. And he says, I want you to challenge me. And he asked me that question. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? And I remember God gave me an instruction to give a particular offering. Because of that desire I heard in my heart. And everything now else is history. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ever ask or even think of it. He's able to do it. He's a miracle working God. And he says tonight I must challenge you. Stop asking small. Stop feeling for God as if you're hurting him when you ask big. He's bigger than anything you can ever think of. And he's ready to perform it if you believe in your prayers. Believe in your prayers. If you don't believe in your own prayers, how will God believe in what you say? Believe in your prayers. Believe in your prayers. Believe in your prayers. Somebody give God a praise. I appreciate all of you who joined us tonight. May God bless you as you join us. Church, would you mind to stand? I appreciate all of you who came. Thank you for inconveniencing yourself, coming to prayer in the middle of a week. I appreciate you. What a number. Give yourselves a hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Father, we just want to worship you. Worship you with me tonight. We just want to bless you, Jesus. We just want to worship your name. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for challenging our faith. Thank you for charging us up. That you are ready for us to ask. And let it be so that you will grant us the desires of our hearts. Daddy, we love you and we thank you that you are there for us. And you are ready to perform your word in our lives. Nothing is too hard for you. Nothing is impossible with you. You are the God of the impossible. You are the God of wonders. You are the God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ever ask or even imagine. You are the great I am. And we come before you and we know that you are God. You say without faith it is impossible to please God. And they that come to you must know that you are. And that you are the reward of them that diligently seek you. We seek you tonight. We seek your face tonight. We pray over our families. We pray over our children. That you will do wonders in our homes. You will do exceedingly in our homes. You will do great things in our homes. You are God of the impossible. Nothing is too hard for you. You will open doors where doors are closed. 
You said I am he who shuts the door and no one can open. And I am he who opens doors and no one can ever close them. For you are God who can do anything. And we come before you tonight. Thank you for touching up our faith. For faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And we are full of faith. And we will do wonders for your kingdom. We will believe you for great and mighty things in our day. For they that know their God shall be strong and shall do great exploits in this generation. In the name of Jesus, we bless your name tonight, oh God. We bless your name tonight, oh God. Thank you for the seeds of faith that have been sown in our hearts. And we are not going back to doubtfulness and unbelief. We will walk by faith for the just shall live by faith. And we are not of those that draw back unto perdition. But we are those that believe unto salvation. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Though we live in the flesh, we walk not after the flesh. We live by faith. We walk by faith. We are the faith generation. We are those that believe and never doubt his word. In the name of Jesus. We bless your name tonight and we give you glory. Somebody give God a praise. Amen. Woo! You deserve that glory.